1: Hello everyone, welcome to Blissful Living, this is the Queen of Feeling Fabulous, Rochelle Marie Lawson, and I am so happy to be here with you. As you know, we recently up-leveled our game um, with regards to our broadcast, and so we're able to be heard and and really connected by so many more people. Our reach has just gone um, astronomical, so super happy about that, Um, all the good energy that's coming along. And with regards to expanding our reach and going to a larger platform, um, we've also refreshed the show, so to speak. And uh, we focus on the pillars that I focus on with focus on within my business, which are wellness, wisdom, and wealth. And when all of those are in balance, then we have a wonderful journey as we travel down our path to bliss, which is what Blissful Living is all about. And always with the underlying theme that um, we're always trying to reduce or eliminate as much stress in our life as possible. So my show today is super cool, Um, have a super cool guest. We're going to kind of talk about something that's very intriguing and many of us know about this and some of us know but want to deny it and some of us really don't know. Um, We're going to talk about those that walk beside us in a context that's just going to actually awaken your mind and awaken your world to all the information that's available to you to really do help your journey as you travel down your path of bliss to be a lot less stressful or with actually no stress at all. So we're going to cover the wisdom pillar tonight. Before we get into the show and I introduce you to the phenomenal person that's going to share the knowledge and nuggets of gold that we're going to take away from today's show. I want to thank our sponsors, the Health Healing and Wellness Company, the holistic health and wellness company that has things to help you feel better and to go from exhausted to energized. Again, just making sure all that is within you stays in balance. And if you are having some challenges with your health, i suggest you check them out, and even if you're not having some challenges, you just want to, heck, elevate your energetic level and your feeling of well-being, check them out at healthhealingwellness.com. They have a new community called the U-Factor community that you are absolutely going to love once you dive into it. So, again, healthhealingwellness.com. Thank you to the Health Healing and Wellness Company. And our next sponsor is All Day Cable Incorporated a telecommunications company located in the Silicon Valley, and their goal is to make sure that you have the right connections. The first time when it comes to your telecommunications, they do network distribution, wireless systems, sound systems, video, anything telecommunications that you need or you would like to uplevel or upgrade or improve, um, you want to check out alldaycableinc.com, located in the heart of Silicon Valley. Okay, so let's get on with the show. Now, when I said, as I opened up the show, we walk beside you or they walk beside you, let me tell you a little bit about our guest and how this falls into our wisdom pillar. Our guest today is Sandra Mendelson, and we're going to talk a little bit about Animal Messages for an Awakening World. And let me just tell you about Sandra now. Have you ever looked at your furry friend and wondered, what are you thinking about? We Walk Beside You is a new book that Sandra has written and opens the door to a breathtaking world of the animal consciousness, wisdom, and what animals understand about life, and communicating through the vehicle of telepathy, telepathy. From one mind to another, members of the animal kingdom step forward to reveal what they want humans to finally know. And I think it's something about how we have to be receptive to receive these messages, but we'll let Sandra tell us more. From the blue whales to our beloved animal companions, they dissolve witty and hilarious observations of our human conduct and rectify our long held misconceptions about their behavior. Even more significantly, they deliver messages filled with hope, inspiration, and vision that are so badly needed in our current human world today that I think we all need to really pay attention to the show and what Sandra has to share. Now, Sandra facilitates a deeper understanding between humans and non-humans, evolved from her work as a certified polychromatic light therapist, equine photopuncture therapist, and health coach. She is a channel of animal consciousness and shares messages from the animal kingdom for the benefit of humans. The author of multiple articles on human and animal well-being, Sandra is a Magnum Cullod graduate of the University of Pennsylvania. She is at work on her second book, and we're going to tell you more about how you can get in connection with Sandra, and get her book at, as we go on into the show. So right now, I just want to welcome you, Sandra Mendelson, to Blissful Living. How are you? <laughs> I'm great. Thank you so much
0: for having me here. Your energy is just so infectious. It's great.
1: Oh, thank <laughs> you. It's a pleasure to have you. It's, I, okay, so um, you guys out there, I love animals. I love Pretty much all. Well, there's some animals I don't really care for, but <laughs> for the most part, I love I love the animal kingdom, and um, have a special gift when it comes to the animals myself. But when I got the information about Sandra, I was so intrigued because it's like, what what can you know What can she possibly have to share with us about what these beautiful creatures that God has created? Wants us to know. And so I couldn't wait to get her on the show. And I just want to open up Sandra with first of all, how did you find out or how did you discover that um, you actually have a gift of communication with our animal kingdom?
0: Well, I'm glad you asked that because, you know, people automatically assume it's something that you've been able to do, I've been able to do since I was a child. No. (laughs) Um, There are animal communicators popping up all over the world, and if you go to any of their websites, they will all echo the same thing. All humans have the ability to receive communications from animals. There are about eight different ways to do it, whether you see images or you just feel it in your body. In my case, I actually have an experience of hearing or words appear in my head, if you will. And people just don't take enough time to find out what their gifts are. You know, I mean, it's it's a process. So um, the way it happened with me is I, you know, had retooled my career from a long corporate career into the helping professions, Uh um, doing health coaching and working with red and infrared light to speed healing. And that got Way. me working on both humans and horses. And one day, in a very unglamorous, very cold barn, <laughs> I was alone. It was like minus seven minus seven or something. It was horrible. Oh. Uh, yeah. And so I was working on a horse, and I'm working on his feet with the light therapy. And his voice booms loudly in my head, this hay is crap.
1: And I look up,
0: and I notice that this horse is, like, flinging hay away with his nose, trying to get, like, inside, you know, underneath to, obviously, better portions of the bale of hay. Right. About five or ten minutes later, one of the human moms, the horse moms, comes in and says, there's mold all over the hay. Now, I knew nothing about mold, or to me, the hay always looked the way it, you know, looked normal. The hay looked like hay, right? It looked hay. It looked like hay. It was fine. And... um a couple of weeks this later, the same horse that was rehabbing from an injury um, was get, was ready to be ridden. And when, when that happens, during this rehab process, the veterinarian or the trainer will usually administer a tiny bit of sedative so that the horse doesn't overdo it. Right. And so I go to offer up this horse a carrot the way I always did, which usually meant be careful because you could lose your fingers kind of thing, and he wouldn't touch uh-huh. it. And that what? <laughs> and it, you know, then I hear that same crazy booming voice saying, "Get me out of here!" And five <laughs> seconds later, his trainer comes around the corner and overdoses the horse on sedative.
1: Oh He's okay. no! He's
0: okay, but the horse's head almost hit the ground. Oh,
1: so no. you know, it started
0: in a very like that, very unglamorous way. But about I don't know, three weeks later, another horse and I sat you know, outside of his stall. And that's when I heard what I knew I was not creative enough Whoa. to invent. You know, it, it, it literally began with when four o'clock comes and the barn closes, we can drop at the facade and be our true selves. We, oh. hear, the, we hear the birds speak, the plants speak, everything speaks. And it evolved from that. I mean, he started saying things about how horses energetically leave their body to connect with the all, a.k.a. God, the universe, because their energy, their frequency gets lower being in a body. And while I was sitting there on the ground, this huge buzzing took place in my hands. He said, yeah, I sent that to you. This is what we do. We heal with our bodies and talk with our minds.
1: Oh wow! Yeah, so that now, was you know five years ago. You what's amazing about that is, um, I I don't know if you've heard of Miraval Resort in um, uh, Tucson, Arizona, mm-hmm. but I had the um, pleasure of going there. A few years back, for um a retreat mastermind type of thing, and um they have horse therapy and it was amazing i you know I didn't do it um i just I chose to do something else, but I sat there and watched, and it was amazing how the horses communicated with the humans in the context of uh, l- letting them know what they wanted them to do. And also in the process of being very therapeutic to, Mm -hmm. you know, the person that they were working with, it was amazing. And it was also amazing because the horse knew exactly what the person needed to work on. For example, um, if someone was struggling with fear or anxiety, you know, the anxiety, and I, I remember having this experience when I was doing school nursing way back when, but, um, the horse was able to calm, would tap into whatever area that person was anxious about and was mm-hmm. able to calm them as they just kind of walked and kind of kind of like walked and had this silent t- mental talk. It was the most amazing thing. And so when you're sitting here sharing this story with us, it's like I can visualize that actually happening because I saw it just in another context. Let me ask you this. With mm-hmm. regards to your communication with that beautiful horse, um, was it a back and forth mental you know, back and forth I'm gonna say, telepathic dialogue or was he just, just he, I'm assuming it's a he. It actually it was,
0: was a he and he's very much alive.
1: <laughs> well, <was laughs> um, just yes, it was it was um, on you.
0: It was, uh, I went back, you know, after I would get like an installment, I'm like, okay, go back to the barn. No, no, actually the first I heard this stuff and I said, okay, you are making this up. So you're going to go back to the barn, put your tail between your legs, you know, humble yourself. You made this up. When I went back to the barn, he headbutted me all the way out the door. He he kicked me out with his nose and he said, "Uh, you bought into the illusion again. We need you. I had no idea what he was talking about, so I went back, and that's when he started sharing. Um, You know, he would answer my questions that I would have in my head because animals read; they communicate through the thought stream. They save vocalizations, and I've heard this from so many species. Vocalizations are saved for you know alerting, danger, you know, very important stuff. But the majority of how animals communicate is through the thought stream. And that is where, in this case, uh, I was able to meet them. And so I would, you know, when when this horse told me, you know, they energetically leave their body, um, just before that, he had said, you know, horses are constantly sending love and energy to humans. And what I was thinking was, where do they get that energy from? And then he answered it and said... We, we, we leave our bodies to connect with all that is to raise our frequency. So it started out as a mental conversation. And people ask right. me, you know, channeling, communication, what's the difference? And if you start Googling, you're going to get all kinds of crazy definitions that will confuse you. <laughs> they certainly <laughs> confuse me. So the way I look at these two things is, you know, the animals came through, in certain cases, completely unprovoked by me. They were the bolder ones, and sometimes they woke me up in the middle of the night. And it just so happens those were, like, on the other side of the globe. So I think it was lunchtime when right. the kangaroo and the panda, you know, woke me up right. in the middle of the night. Right, right. So that uh-huh. was just, you know, write it down. That was it. felt like a download. It was just one directional. And then over time, I would dare to have, a, you know, I'd ask more questions and the more specific I asked them, the the more that answers. So through the book, you see sometimes I just write the step down and other times it's a back and forth. Right. So communication to me is the back and forth and the channeling portion is just boom, you're, you're getting a download. Like when the blue whale came through, I just was, oh, you know, I couldn't believe what I was hearing and I just wrote it. I didn't even ask anything. So, so
1: go I'm I'm curious what was um I'm going to take a, a what what did the blue whale you know hmm. for the listeners. So, okay, I'm just going to back up. Listeners, we are we're talking about communicating with the animal kingdom and actually how we all have the gift to be able to do that. And they have some really really um awakening messages for us if we stop and take time to pay attention and listen. And so that's what we're talking about, and the reason why I feel this is so intriguing because the messages and the wisdom from the animals, I believe, you know, have been here since the beginning of time, and as Sandra is saying, they leave their bodies to connect with God, divine, the divine God, the divine spirit, and, um, and get what they need to give to us so we just have to be willing to and awaken to receive. So, Sandra, with regards to that, you know, the blue whale, what did the blue whale have to say to you? Because I'm really intrigued at the mm-hmm. what the different species have to say to us or say to yes. you as you be the conduit of the messages to
0: us. I'm, I'm glad you asked that because... You know, what I get from one species, I may not get from the other. I know, I've been told even by a rhino, that horses are the most ethereal and that they leave their bodies. Not all animals do. I mean, I had a tiger tell me uh, birds get their energy through the transmission of information. They are mercurial. The grounded animals, like the tiger, lion, bear, you know, that kind of thing, the the Uh tiger told me that they get their energy from a cord going from navel into the earth. And that the horses are ethereal and travel at night. And and again, that's probably fodder for like the next book because the whales, the horses, and the elephants are doing such big, energetic, spiritual work. It's so, you know, I have to get real quiet to get more. There are people that just channel the whales and they talk about the most spiritual, intergalactic, you know what I mean? Like, war out there. Yeah, major out there, keeping the galaxies in balance, supposedly a tribunal. This is not from me. This is from what a host at another radio show told me one of his guests was doing. So more on that later. Um, When the blue whale came through, um, the topic was really about oneness. When when he said to me, we wish you could experience what it is like to move through something and know that you are one with it. Hurting it would be like wounding yourself. So oh, wow. to them, the ocean is part of them. And then he went on to say, when we take an animal out of its natural environment, where its brain is constantly signaling back and forth, experiencing that oneness, then we wonder why, oh, yes, polar bears have mental illness in a zoo. Right. The, the blue whale said to them it is like when you remove them from their natural habitat, it is like they are uh, wounded soldiers with PTSD and amputations. Oh,
1: wow. It is wow. that severe.
0: Yeah. So interestingly enough, he said if we had just one wish, one request of humans, it would be for you to be kinder to yourselves. All oh, healing wow. begins here. Respect starts here. Even joy begins here. I mean, oh, the wow. messages were so beautiful from, you know, I, I, I gave the animals the floor. And I said, okay, you know, what misconceptions have we had when we see you yeah. fighting and we always think it's over a mate? You know, they came through with so much intention and wisdom, and they they rectified our, you know, being off the mark. Because, you know, when you see a battle, they say that it's when one of them went to ego because their relationships are preordained. Oh, yeah. Um, And... The one that wins is not just stronger, but is a better leader, is more energetically evolved, is a better negotiator of arguments among them. So, you know, the lion said, to when you you see, the battle is as much an energetic one as a physical one, but the physical is all you see. And you always think it's over a mate, and you're wrong. You know, they mostly live in peace. But, again, there are differences between species. I mean, eels, you know, like moray eels, I only got one quick message that they're not completely here. They're almost like alien form. They fight to the death. There is oh. no harmony and reciprocity uh, in that species, you know. Um, right. Yeah. Um, so.
1: Wow. Yeah. So, there, there are okay. definitely
0: differences between <laughs>
1: species. So, now... Have you found that the messages that come through um, have a common theme, or you know, when you're getting them, is it like you're getting the different? Okay, you're getting from different animals a, a message of common a common theme message. Like they really mm-hmm. want you to hit home or understand. We really want you to understand this, so you might say, "Get it." A message from a Tweety bird, and you might get one from a cat, and you might. But it's all that same common thing.
0: Yes, beautiful question. When given the opportunity to choose what they want to talk about, species after species came through with how they can help humans enjoy life more, go with the flow of life, and realize we cannot control it. You must set an intention and then look for signs. Signs meaning. When something just easily presents itself to you, you know, or a phone call, an invitation, you know, when you didn't have to claw up a mud hill, that is the universe saying, come, take this path. It's not supposed to be hard. So whether I heard from seagulls or tigers or kangaroos or, I mean, you name it, um, the themes have so much to do with self-love. Because animals learn it from birth. They don't see any difference between love of self and love of another. It's all one experience. But we humans experience it as two separate things. Oh. So the messages are so much about, number one, yes, love yourselves more. Because if you care for yourself more, by extension, you'll be able to do the same thing for others and the rest of your world. They're very smart. Number two, um, They stress slowing down. Every species, Mm. even the ones that move quickly, like the squirrels, who happen to be hilarious. And they're like, well, I said, well, you move fast. And they said, we don't get ourselves in as much trouble as you do. (laughs) 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 Oh, they're very funny. Um, But, you know, whether it's horses or bears, you know, they keep telling us that we humans are burning ourselves out, that if we slow down, we get more information, we make better decisions, we, dis- we don't say things as much that we regret, you know, that the body is designed to regenerate and you cannot do so when your switches are always on. Animals all stop and pause and reflect. Why have humans not gotten on the bandwagon yet?
1: Wow, you know that's so funny because um before we started the show me and you were having this brief conversation about um you know the book and and uh, a little ex something extra that I received. And so this is this okay, you guys out there listening, this is going to be kind of a trip. Um but okay, so Sandra just mentioned the second message um that The animals want us to know, which is to slow down. We get more information, and we make better decisions when we slow down. And so I have a card that goes along with the book that I received from Sandra. Thank you so very much. And this is the message on the card. When you slow down, your mind clears, and your energy field becomes clear as a pool. Your voice becomes more soothing, and people gravitate to you and want to listen to what you have to say. And I'm like, when you were talking and saying just what you said, I was like, oh, my God.
0: you know, the reason I made that deck of message cards is because I noticed I was putting post-its all over my apartment so that I could hold on to some of the one-liners and put them into practice. And I said, you know, don't be silly. Just make a deck of cards because we need the sound bites. You know, you read the book and people are telling me they're using the book as an oracle. They'll just open to any page and, and get the message that way. But other people read the book, put it down and never look at it again. So when they have the cards, it's, portable, it's a sound bite, they can, you know, pull it for the day, the week, the anything, the month, um right. if, if if the wisdom resonates with them. So um yeah, that's why I did that.
1: I love it. I mean, I just absolutely love it. I thought, wow, that's a message. I don't know if anyone out there is feeling the vibe that that's a message that they need to hear. Um, but that's definitely a message that I need to hear right now. So now we were talking about some things that, you know, the animals want us to know with regards to um, bestowing wisdom, this very <laughs> ancient and very connected wisdom of the divine to us. And so you said you mentioned love oneself and slow mm-hmm. down. Is there, um, share with us a little bit more as to what they see that we need to do in order to make things just a little bit uh, easier for us mm-hmm. to love ourselves as we go on this journey?
0: Beautiful question. Um, and this will not come as a shock to you, but it was a shock to me coming from the animals that everything is energy including your thoughts. And as a, a horse told me, every thought matters because it affects matter. So even if you have no sense of where you're going in life, if you can embrace that your thoughts create the reality around you, so and what you focus on grows. So in the animal kingdom, they focus on the positive. They focus they choose their intentions. They choose their thoughts. Blew my mind. And so the, the the message for humans is know your worth and the power of your own thoughts. Because that's something you can work on. That's something you can say, oh, delete that. Only focus on what you want to have happen. As soon as you start feeling yourself slide into the muck of everything that's wrong with our world that we can't do anything about or some political decision or an argument next door, realize when you focus on you make it bigger. So because of that, one of the first things I did, I went to my Facebook feed, and there was, there was nothing on my Facebook page that is not uplifting or funny, has no b- business there, doesn't belong. Um so, yeah, um, the animals really want us to understand that everything is energy and that your thoughts are, ma- and you as a human being are magnificently powerful. They keep reiterating reclaim your power, see what you want, be what you want. We have been, if you will, let's just broad comment, dumbed down by society into right. believing that we are not powerful. As a Squirrel said, you know, we think you talk more than you act because you're intimidated by the big things like governments and corporations and countries. But we remember the time when you humans used to see what was wrong and stand in your power and take steps to make it better before the media, you know, social media and and all that stuff, scaring us all the time. So, yes, the animals do say that is why so many are choosing to stop watching the news because it only sucks you back into disempowerment and prevailing fear.
1: Oh, my goodness. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I'm just really intrigued by this, and, of course, having the book and, you know, reading reading the book. I'm not all the way through it, but it's just funny how I, you know, go through the passages and different things in the book and then pull out, you know, my card for the week as I'm choosing to use the cards that way. And the messages always seem to fall into what, exactly what I need, you know, what I need (laughs) to do or what I need to hear. It's like this wisdom. It's like, okay, don't you know, I get it, you know, but it, I think it's just such a beautiful thing. Um, and I love what you just shared with regards to just knowing your wealth and the power of your thoughts. You know, there is a, you know, lately there has you know, been a lot of talks uh, about um, the law of attraction mm-hmm. and Esther and mm-hmm. um, I can't think, oh, my gosh. I'm, I'm, I, anyways, you know how I'm talking about. Of course. This, Esther Hicks. This, this and, all, mm-hmm. Yeah, Esther Hicks. All the people um, that are getting this wisdom, you know, bestowed upon them, it's all, you know, a lot of it is around the thought process and how we think and how what we focus on, we magnify. And that, you know, a lot of us see the news and you immediately... want to focus on all the negative because that's all we're ever fed on the news. And in turn that channels you to focus on something negative within your life or what's within you or what's going on and it just becomes this big ball of negative energy and negative energy of course is a more of a tractor than positive. But when you focus I love what you said with just focus, the animals tell you just focus on only on what you want in life. And if you just could just Say that every morning when you wake up or, you know, I, I think that would have a profound change on not just us as individuals, but on our whole complete society. And so, you know, there's a part or a chapter in the book that talks about the power of true community. And I'm leaning into if we could focus on some positive things within ourselves and then lead it out into, the, you know, our, our neighborhood and then our community, um, how powerful would that be? Can you share with us and share with the listeners, because this is so cute, but can you share with the listeners what um, a bird's-eye view has to say or what a bird has to say about the power of our com- our true community. Well, that was uh, an
0: interesting experience that I had um, when I was walking my dog one morning and I saw um, a Muscovy duck, which is a black duck with like red, they're called caruncles on its face, and I thought that was the mama duck and I, kn- I counted 20 ducklings behind her and then I noticed oh, wow. only, only three of them looked like her. And off in the distance in the middle of the lake were these two clearly female ducks, two-tone brown. And that's the way most of the ducklings look. But I didn't, attack, I didn't connect those two things. And right. when I got home, I kind of felt that, uh-oh, you need to write, you know, get, get the pen. And she said, you made a few uh, misinterpretations today. Those were not all my babies. The mothers, due to uh, trauma or injury, We're not up to the task. So I raise the little ones, and they follow along. So, you know, she said, um, we have, we pitch in wherever necessary. We do this more in the non-human world than you think. We have a communal mindset and way of life. We grow from each other's strengths and fill in for each other's weaknesses, We don't live boxed off from each other behind doors and gates. Togetherness prevents obsession with our individual imperfections. There is no judgment. Isn't that great? No good, bad, better, worse. Better or worse. There are just many individual efforts that make up the success of the whole. This is our goal, the only thing that is important to us. Most of the humans we see are alone or just in pairs. There is much to be learned in a group, an extended family. It is good for mental and physical health, and it is good for the soul. And, you you know, all over Facebook is, you know, why do, for example, women need a tribe? And they talk about, you know, when you have this sisterhood, you live much healthier into your old age. The right. The importance of that feeling of community. Well, you know, then that's very common in indigenous cultures. But in Western cultures, we, like the duck said, are boxed off. We're isolated. Um it's it's actually something really we really need to work on, you know. I mean my friends, I don't know about yours, are spread out all over the place. It's not like we can right. just gather physically other than, you know, online.
1: And, exactly. And
0: yeah, and that face to face is hugely important. So, you know, the animals get that. They really get that.
1: Wow, that I mean, again, you know, the the power of community and like how you know, she, the duck, had to share the message, um It's like, because you do, you go through life and you see animals and you do have a misconception. Uh, You know, you're like, oh, look at all those baby ducklings. And, you know, and, you know, assuming that they were all hers and and she had this message of, no, you know, we take care of each other. And I know back in the day, and I hate to use that idiom, but, (laughs) you, you know, back when I was growing up, that's how it was, was like, uh, first of all, we played outside. So, you know, it was like we played outside, you knew when to come home, when the street lights came home, you, you know, you had to have your tail at the in, coming in the house and so on, but Um, It was the neighborhood kids playing out there, and if one somebody got hurt and it was a different parent, that, you know, a parent would come and take care of that child and get them taken care of and get them home, or if these kids over here were doing something bad and neighborhood kids, a new parent would, like, scold them and, you know, take your tails home and I'm going to tell your parents, and you don't have any of that today. I mean, it, it really is, we, you know, As as beneficial or as good as social media has, you know, is I think it has made us a society that has gone from being external to internal, and from being social to not social. I'm sorry. As much as they call social media social, Mm -hmm. it's not social to me. It's like I communicate, but to me, social is the actual physical engagement talking to my friend that I haven't talked to in, you know, 15 years or 15 weeks or five days or whatever, you know, seeing them engaging. And so it's just beautiful how she shared that, you know, it's like, you know, we've got to come together in order for things to right itself from wrong. We've got to come together. And I think that, um, wow, that's, wow, 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 wow.
0: (laughs) Well, you know, um, after, you know, since the book came out, I have obviously still have more channelings coming in. And I had a conversation with a squirrel asking what the squirrel thought about children. And it was so beautiful because he said, little children, I'm learning about them. You need to talk to them a lot so they don't get on the wrong path. Some of their parents did, and it's just hopeless after a while. Oh, Number one, teach them how to be with us for one thing. Learn to be quiet and patient and kind. They don't give anything a chance. Two, teach them to be nice to each other so they don't grow up and hurt each other when they're big. And three, teach them to be children. They forgot how. Too many square machine things that they hold. Mm -hmm. And this is from a squirrel, a six-month-old squirrel. Right? So the animals know that we have... You know, our society has kind of spun away from nature, and there is actually a term that an author coined called NDD, nature deficit disorder. So if you think about what the blue whale said about taking an animal out of its habitat, and now we humans are no longer even walking on the ground. We The kids don't even look each other in the eye at the bus stop. Every right. 10 hours a day, 10 to 11 hours a day is not spent on a screen. And then you wonder why ADD and ADHD have gone through the ceiling. Think right. about it. Are, are we allowing our brains to function normally? I'm not so sure. We are designed to be in nature.
1: Yeah, so I'm the not animals so keep sure saying, either.
0: Yeah, the animals keep saying you need. You know, unfortunately, you know, two thirds of the world's population lives in cities right now, right. so it's much harder for for city dwellers. Um, but to get out into nature and get out of your just get out of your head, just be. And there's a lot of stuff that can rebalance itself just by getting out there. It's a function of you know how how soon do you catch it. You know what I mean? Um, if you divorce yourself from nature entirely.
1: When right. you're living
0: only on screens, you are putting tremendous pressure on your psyche and your bodily systems.
1: Well, so, you think about it. That is, yeah. I think that's so true with people having more and more insomnia problems. You know, that used to be a, menop- a, a menopausal thing, you know, and mm, now yeah. kids have insomnia problems. Um, You know, with all the blue energy and the blue light coming from all the electronic devices, which every parent feels that, I'm sorry, their little five-year-old needs a cell phone or iPad or something like that. I'm old school. I don't believe that a five-year-old needs a cell phone, iPad. I think they really do need that interaction with other children, other people, so that they can learn to be uh, socially you know, socially appropriate when they get older and have to go out into the real world and actually work for a living. Um, Well,
0: I see mothers slaying down the law. They are having no cell zone. You know, they're having two hours where the kids are just going to go play. They're just They are away from their phones. They are, you know, even the commercials for Comcast, you know, they show how the mother can shut everybody's phone down during dinner. You know, it's always up to the parents to instill stuff even if they didn't have it so that the kids learn the patience that we need to watch a flower open. You know, you can't force a butterfly out of a cocoon. And now kids are so used to, you know, the Google answers that they forgot that things take time and they need to be healed that way to learn patience. So the animals, you know, keep saying, come back to us. You know, even a little rabbit on the side of the road. And, I mean, boy, was it a noisy road. I couldn't believe this rabbit just sat there with me. I didn't even want to be there. And he was it was just a one-liner. He said, please tell everybody to stop running away in cars. Come and be with us again. You know, the squirrels are like, if I had one wish, it would be just for things to be the way they used to be. There, were, there are no more people on park benches anymore.
1: I know. And they're right. They're so right. I mean, I see it. What did they have anything to say with regards to people living in the urban areas of cities? Because you know, city living is a little, is a is a whole lot different than suburban living or even country living. And you know, in order, I think there's so much chaos and activity going on within the city itself. Do they ha- do they have any messages? Um, that we should know about with regards to wisdom on how people living in the city can, you know, slow down to, you know, anything, anything you want to share with us in that
0: area? Well, again, I didn't specifically, other than a sacred cow uh, in probably Mumbai, um, it was definitely a major city in in uh, India when this cow came through, um, I didn't, specifically say, you know, all right, I'm going to go focus on, you know, see if I can talk to city squirrels. Um, because clearly, you know, if you think about animals, that wild animals that live in the city, um, wow. <laughs> Apparently, you know, this, they are getting fed, which is nice, exactly. like the squirrels. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. Not always healthy food, but they're getting a lot of food from <laughs> humans. Um so, you know, I think so much of it, I mean, if you can somehow, you know, once a week, get out into nature any anyway. Um, and, you know, the animals have said <clears throat> our bodies, we expect our bodies to be like machines. And mm-hmm. the same way, the same amount of energy, you know, like with a with a fail-safe warranty and an engine. Right. But we actually are energetic machines, and we are subject to so many different forces. Again, not everybody is equally sensitive. But to pay attention to the rhythms of your body. And if you are off, do whatever you can to dial it back. If you have some work projects that can wait until a day when you know all your switches are on, do that. Instead of, you know putting yourself on this mental habit trail, which is what happens, especially I see this in corporate. I spent 26 years there where, right. you know, the days are endless. The sitting can go 13 hours. Right.
1: The human
0: body is, is designed to be moving, you know, so to mm-hmm. honor the, the body, you know, and, and um, take time for just doing nothing. Right. just breathing, whether it's meditation. I mean, you know, animals and Animals that are not in the cities, you know, do hear about what it is like worldwide. And this is just a theme I, I hope I can bring up because it was yeah. one of the most mind-blowing. That you know, many of us have heard about the web or the grid, you know, that interconnects right. all living things. But only humans can't see it. All animals can see it. And so think about it. You know, animals are all individual souls the way we are. And that's why, as my dog tells me, you know, some will bark and bark and bark and others are very calm because they're all working on different things. You know, they're at a different place on their evolutionary path just the way we are. Um, so there's, the, there's an individual difference I, I, I apologize to you. I literally just lost my train of thought <laughs> because I was trying to tackle so many subjects at once. I mean, your question was, you know, what do people do in the cities? And clearly the animals that have talked to me are not in the cities. So I'm trying to glean, you know, what messages they've given us to, to, to slow down. Oh, yeah, to honor the body signals. Here's a good one.
1: Yeah, You yeah, can yeah. be
0: in an unfitting situation. And your body is giving you signals, and you are ignoring them. Foxes, owls, llamas, I mean, they all came through saying, if your words are muddled, if all of a sudden your thinking is, is clear, or you feel choked or back against the wall, stop and look at what you are doing and who you are with.
1: Because mm. your first
0: responsibility is the evolution of your own soul. And this, so, in other words, okay, how do you apply this to city living or corporate living? Right. You know, um, the sacred cow said, you know, we know that when you're interviewing for a job, you know, you're in a state of need. But look for the light in the other person's eyes. Oh. Not just on their lips. Look for the light in their eyes. And then you will be able to find the best situation for you and to create the most good for all. So whether you live in the city or you live in the burbs or the country, your body's talking to you about mm-hmm. what is healthy for your next step. Pay attention to the person that you're talking to when you're thinking about a business deal or a job, because we tend to grab and end up in not
1: such horrible situations. Situation. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. You are you know do you have constriction in your gut or in your chest you know in your or your neck and shoulders so that is something that the animals are pretty vocal about heed the body wow. and its warnings you know
1: wow well that that i think is absolutely uh, phenomenal and um leads us into you know, you shared so much wisdom with us, that, and I know we could probably go on and get a ton more that you have that they've shared with you. But if you had one thing or if the animals you believe from your communication with all the various ones that you've had, other than what you shared with us today, is there one thing, whether it's coming from you or them or a combination of both, that you would like? anybody or all of us listening to the show to take away and to know.
0: Well, in addition to knowing and reminding yourself every day of the power of your thoughts and sitting and taking a minute or two each day to envision what you want to have happen for yourself and the world. Because humans run from task to task. Many of them are really unimportant. Instead of sitting in conscious intention, use your intention. It's really powerful. And now that many people across the globe are waking up and having worldwide med- meditations on peace and creating what we want, it's the, the, the energy, if you will, the, um, the communal energy is going through the ceiling, and things are manifesting faster than ever. So I think that is one of the most important things that they mention. And the others are about joy, that joy is the missing piece.
1: Yes, share share something, if you would, um, about joy. Sure. Um, There's actually two
0: animals that I'm I'm thinking of in particular that said some of the most profound things. Um, A dolphin came through and uh, said the following. And and just cut me off if we don't have enough time for me to read the the passage.
1: (laughs) Oh, no, go ahead. Um, We've got plenty of time. Go ahead. Oh, okay.
0: (laughs) So um, I'll just take a, a a portion of it. Joy is something you feel when you have given yourself a mental break and absorb the magic of the moment. Sometimes it takes days, weeks, months, or years to get to joy, and it may only last a minute or a moment. However, with practice, you start stringing together more and longer visits to this place. Joy is hiding underneath your adulthood. It was there first, and it was all that you were, before the layers of don'ts and fears began to pile up and cover it over. You may be alone or with another person when you feel joy, but we're telling you, it is you experiencing your true nature, not experiencing another person, that creates joy. The other person's love acts as a mirror, so it may make it easier for you to see yourself. But remember, it is always you, experiencing you, that results in joy.
1: Oh, wow. That is absolutely beautiful. And that's a wonderful message for all of the listeners tuning into Blissful Living to take away, um, along with all the wonderful messages and nuggets of gold about wisdom from the animal kingdom that we can begin to incorporate into our lives immediately. I want to thank you. So so much for being here with us, Sandra, and, and just sharing this information. Now, what I want you to do is to share um, with the listeners how they can get, you know, share with the listeners a little bit more about the book and how they can get the book. And if they want to, you know, connect with you, if you, you know, are speaking or or anything, um, I'm sure they would love to hear it
0: well and i I love connecting with people the biggest the most exciting thing that's happening is that people are writing to me from countries as far away as new zealand australia the u k saying, "Wow, you know, I read this book, and it's validating what I thought I was intuiting or or receiving from my dog from my horse from this and and it's opening people up to their own gifts, which you know is such a dream for me, because you know, yes, uh, I am getting some amazing things, and I think it's because people are finally ready to listen, so what I do is I continue to blog and share channelings from them uh, from the animals, and that's mm-hmm. free and um, so my website where the blog is is s mendelssohn it's m e n d e l s o n dot com and you can reach me that way. Um, I obviously do sessions for people who want to connect deeper with their animal, whether that animal is in spirit form or uh, on the planet with us. Uh-huh. Um, so I do that as well. And, um, yeah, that's kind of info central. Um, is and The book and the cards are both sold on Amazon under just We Walk Beside You. And um, I welcome anybody's input. You know, it's so much fun as as people share this information and uh, this awakening. You know, we're all waking up, and this is just kind of one spoke in the wheel.
1: Oh, wow. That's beautiful. Thank you, Sandra. Again, you guys, you can pick up Sandra Mendelsohn's book. The title of the book is called We Walk Beside You and you can get that at amazon.com along with the cards. I su- I highly suggest get both of them. The cards are just absolutely will be spot on messages that you need to have for whatever you're doing at that moment in time. And then to connect with Sandra for additional um connection, um you can go to fmendelson.com. And um, there on her site, there will be ways where you can connect with her, I'm sure. She would love to hear from as many of you as possible because um, she's, just, she's got this wonderful gift to be able to share this wonderful information uh, from our animal kingdom to us to help us just have a more blissful life as we travel down our paths to bliss. So thank you so much, Sandra, for being a guest on Blissful Living. And I want to thank all of you listeners for tuning in. Without you guys tuning in and listening to the show, um, you know, we wouldn't be able to bring the messages to help you just have that better life as you travel down your passive list, to help you feel well, to help you have more wisdom in your life, to do the things that you want to do, and, of course, to have that feeling of wealth as you do this. So I'm so happy to um, be here to bring these wonderful guests to share this information with you. And, again, I want to thank our sponsors, the Health Healing and Wellness Company at healthhealingwellness.com, as well as com. Please check out our sponsor's site. Um, you'll be intrigued. You'll be enlivened. And you might find something you actually need um, to help you do better in business and do better with your physical health and well-being. And this is the queen of feeling fabulous. And I, again, want to thank all of you for listening to Blissful Living. And until next time, I'm wishing you peace to your body, wellness to your mind, and tranquility to your spirit. Take care and bye for now.
0: You can find out more about Rochelle on her website, Rochelle Lawson, R-O-C-H-E-L-E, Lawson, L-A-W-S-O-N, or at healthhealingwellness.com. Or just click on her websites from the webtalkradio.net page right in front of you. And, of course, you'll want to come right back here next week for another episode of Blissful Living. Thanks
1: for joining us.